What's up, everyone? I'm Mike Posbon, and with me, as always, is Jordan Belinsky Hello. and Aaron Belauchuk. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to part two of episode eight of VGM Generations, where we are going through boss themes slash boss music, if you're Aaron Belauchuk. <laughs> but anyway, everyone else just calls boss themes. And remember to listen all the way to the end of the episode for your hint for the contest of what you could win this month. Ooh, contest. <gasps> free stuff. Free uh. stuff. Great free stuff. Cool. Exclusive free stuff. Yeah, one of a kind item. One of a kind item. Uh, ooh. Handmade by me. No, you don't <laughs> want that shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah. Uh, boss themes, and it's Jordan's turn to go first. Boss themes. Okay, well, when most people think about epic boss battles and the best boss music of all time, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is Mario Paint, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. yeah. Well, Mario, like in my, in the last part, okay. Mario World maybe Mario, the greatest Mario game. Well, right. I want I want to talk about a great <laughs> boss battle because right. obviously there's a boss in Mario Paint, right? Like Mar Mario. I didn't, honestly didn't know there was. <laughs> well, Mario Paint was developed in 1992 by Nintendo and their R&D one team. Um, it was primarily a painting and music and animation software, and I think it was really cool for its time. It came with a mouse. It came with a mouse. It was one of the classic Nintendo peripherals. I think it was probably one of the best, if not the best, on the Super Nintendo. And has a we, super old school mouse pad with the grid on it. Well, it had <laughs> it had the mouse pad with the grid, and this was before optical mice. So you know, yeah. eventually, that's why it needed the grid. It had it had the ball inside. So every once in a while, you'd have to take your balls out and clean them every once in a while because you don't want your ball to get gummed up. Well, no, because like I would use mine as PG I would podcast. <laughs> How many times PG podcast? <laughs> I, I swear like that mouse pad was so small. What I did yeah, was, it was I, teeny tiny. It, I, I had a replacement, a giant jumbo size mouse pad because I felt like every time my arm would slide off the mouse pad and hit the carpet, I would get a bunch of hair all over my balls and then I would have to take it out and clean it. Did you like rehearse this entire yeah, monologue like, before? Like I'm just speaking <laughs> from experience. This was really like, rehearsed. these were my teenage years. <laughs> Anyways, so about the game, like every, I think most people know or at least have heard of Mario Paint. Um, for me, it was like- it's the original Mario Maker. The gateway drug into animation. Like I love cartoons and animation. You're and an artist today because of Mario paint. I almost am like really <laughs> like if it wasn't for Mario paint, I, w I don't know if I would have the same itch that I have today. I like for those that don't know, and I'm sure that's everyone listening. I'm, I'm an animator by trade and a lot of it has to do with Mario paint and all the countless hours I spent playing with it. But all of that aside, it's a pretty robust, um, for a super Nintendo era, a video game. Um, really unleash your creative juices with a game like this. Um, so essentially it's just drawing, painting, coloring, making music, animation. Yeah, There's music. a lot to the game. And yeah. Barks the, and meows. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, the music scene in Mario Paint was actually pretty big and they, they released um, special Mario Paint software where like people outside of the Mario Paint game can like go on a, uh, it's it's not like emulation, but there's like a special Mario Paint composer program that this company made. Okay, where, did Nintendo make this? Or no, no, no. Okay, this is like, like a fan project. It's a fan project, me, yeah. but essentially it's just the music composer from Mario Paint, but you can play it on your PC and it has a few extra tools. It kind of gives you cool. the added ability of making, you know, an endless track because in, in the original on Super Nintendo, there were lots of limitations, but, you know, it was it was fun to play around with. Like, so can I go to concerts where people are uh, 
playing Mario Paint music then? Most likely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I hope that comes. It should be a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like the the game, the game had a lot of neat things. Like there was uh, battery backup saves, so you could save some animation and drawings. Um, you could make your own sprites. It was it was a fun game, but essentially. There, somewhere buried within the game, there's a boss ready, ready to be fought. There's actually, um, along your toolbar of items, um, there's a little icon in the corner that's a little coffee mug. I, essentially, it's like when you're done working, when you're done animating, you might want to take a coffee break. So if you click on this icon, you jump into uh, what most people, may, if you play Mario Maker, you might be familiar with this. It's the fly swatter game. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's it's it's actually called Nat Attack, and what it is is, since you're using the mouse, um, you're controlling a fly swatter hand, and you're just swatting at flies, and it's sort of an arcade style, like an endless repeating loop of 100 bugs. You kill 100 bugs by swatting them, by just moving the mouse and clicking, and then eventually you get to a boss, and the boss is a giant bug, this multi-armed mosquito fly thing that shoots bombs and, <laughs> and mini mosquitoes at you and you fight them. And that sounds, can you imagine that creature was real? The most terrifying <laughs> yeah, creature we, ever. We have those around here. There's like very common this region. Mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never seen one. D didn't they bring back that game in a DS game too? I'm trying to remember. That I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I never played, I've never played Mario Paint. I've never even seen the interface for Mario Paint as far really? as I know. Yeah. Oh, it, I have it in my house. We uh, should have cracked it totally open last time. off my radar. But I've played Nat Attack on several systems. Okay, so it's <laughs> okay. been out there. Yeah, yeah, it's been out there. Well, the team that uh, the lead developer um, of Mario Maker said he was heavily inspired by Mario Paint. So if you've played the newer Mario Maker on on Wii U, then the interface, a lot of the sound effects and, and icons and buttons, um, they're inspired by Mario Paint, if not completely taken from Mario Paint. Like the undo button, that little dog head, that's the undo dog. And he comes from Mario Paint. That's totally yeah. intuitive. That's and oh here, yeah. Here's, here's, a, here's put that a in there. Fun VGM generations fact. The first episode we were talking about Mario Maker and how much we loved it, and now it's totally totally, totally gone. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and yeah, actually, the 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 Nat Attack uh, fly swatting game I'm talking about is an Easter egg in in Mario Maker. Um, so if you haven't found it, it's just when you're moving blocks around, sometimes a couple of mosquitoes like fly out of a block or something. If you just poke them with the pen, then you, uh, you, you access the Easter egg, the, the fly swatter game. Anyways, fly swatter game, you get to the boss, you kill them. There's a couple of repeating levels. And then just like I said earlier, it's like arcade style where it just keeps repeating until it gets harder and harder. And eventually you lose. That's it. It's a cool little game. <laughs> and, uh, I had fun playing it. It really enhanced my mouse skills. I learned how to how to draw with a mouse. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go into uh, the Nat Attack boss theme from Mario Paint.
that's probably WarioWare. Oh, yeah. I referenced it. I think Warrior I remember yeah, seeing I think it, it was in Warrior Warrior. Yeah. yeah. That sounds familiar for sure. Yeah. Because well, they the, referenced a lot which of Which one? I'm on trying to remember because I've played I a lot of... I want to say it's the one on the Wii. Not even on the Wii because... you like actually the, swang... The GameCube one, right? the Wii mo- Well, I think you did it... I, like, I, they referenced it as far back as the original WarioWare on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. So, I mean, because they referenced a Makes lot sense. of their previous yeah. history and that kind of stuff, so... It, it totally fits the yeah. WarioWare theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just a crazy random game. Yeah. This is the same thing that plays in the Mario Maker version as well, so... Speaking of... Uh, Music and WarioWare. Yeah, have you guys heard the... Is it Luna Pizza? Luna's Pizza theme? I think it's Luna Pizza. It's uh from the... It's from one of the WarioWare games on the Advance. It's the Tilt... Is it Tilt and Whirl? Oh, uh, uh, Twisted? No. Is it Twisted? The one that had the gyroscope yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. That was Twisted. Yeah, because yeah, there okay. was Touch and there was Twisted. Twisted was yeah. the gyroscope. So it Twisted. Yeah. And um, what the hell am I thinking? Tilt and Whirl. <laughs> There was there was another GBA game I think a, that had a yeah. thing that had a uh, that had a gyroscope that had Tilt and Whirl in the title. Oh, Tilt and Whirl is that thing know, that's I'll at the carnival up. that you know. No, to ride. it was Tilt and Whirl. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, but anyway, uh, yeah, Luna Pizza, Luna's Pizza. That's a great song. Go listen to that. <laughs> just gonna, as a as actually, a total side note, not my song, but Luna's Pizza is like a, a hilarious, like, hilarious little tune. The worry and it's where- in Smash Bros. It's in Project M now. They put yeah. it in a Project <laughs> M level. <laughs> well, uh, WarioWare as a series actually has great music overall. And, yeah, it's got uh, some good stuff. And I think I can't. Don't know if they did it earlier than that, but in, in some of the games, and I know at least on the uh, Touch version on the DS, there was like uh, um, soundtrack, like a record mode where you could go and like listen to the music from the game mm. with a record, and you could like tap the screen to stop the record, and you could like scratch it. And, you know, <laughs> there was no point to it, but it was fun. And actually, the music that was really good. Yeah, on tangent, which. But uh, one last point about oh yeah oh about, sorry about sorry. Mario Paint. I uh, totally forgot to mention that back in 1996, the very first episode of Homestar Runner was animated with Mario Paint. Really? really? Wow. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Well, it always had that very like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah shittily drawn. Yeah. Style. So just want to throw that in there, and I'm done. All, tr- <laughs> all Trogdor fans. Yeah. 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 There's a there's a little tidbit for you, but uh, Aaron, that's you, buddy. All right, now uh, going back to the year 1991, this is a title for the Game Boy. And the game is Final Fantasy Legend 2. The track is called Saving the World. So in our whole boss theme kind of thing, Saving the World is actually the end boss theme of the game. Now, uh, Final Fantasy Legend 2, the soundtrack was composed by Nobuo Uematsu and Kenji Ito. And you may recognize at least one of those names as a composer in the Final Fantasy series. That's one thing here. We don't have a lot of big RPG fans, I think, in the room right now. Nope. No. So, uh, Especially JRPGs. Which is, which is weird that we're doing an episode on boss battles and boss themes. I know, yeah. Because like, when people think of boss the themes, best themes we're are definitely, most of them are RPGs, yeah. right? We're yeah. definitely at a disadvantage with me and Jordan not being big JRPG fans because yeah. like, I think... Now, this is spoken in pure ignorance, but I think for a lot of people, as soon as they hear the word boss theme or boss music, they think of uh, One Winged Angel. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because I I I say that, but I'm not being a JRPG (laughs) fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that absolutely does come up for people. And it's not just Final Fantasy VII, but uh, I mean, Chrono Trigger was another game that I looked at that I didn't pick anything from, but you know. All it's a those. great soundtrack. I wish I played oh, that game. I yeah. can't take anything from it because I've never played it. I love that. And I just spent most of my time researching this episode, listening to the soundtrack for Chrono Trigger, and then not picking anything from The other it. one that I need to play is Secret of Mana. Oh, yeah. yeah. That another is another great fantastic one, soundtrack. <laughs> 
But uh, this game had the, uh, because this was a Game Boy game, it was a little uh, more limited and it had the Game Boy sound chip. And I guess the composer um, coming from the NES was a little thrown off by it, didn't quite know how to work with the chip and had a very difficult time. But like this soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Now, Final Fantasy Legend, I have to mention, it it's uh, called Final Fantasy Legend, but that's not actually what the series is in Japan. It's called Saga in Japan. And that's because when they... We've talked about this yeah, before, I think. when they brought yeah. it to North America, because I think I might have had a... Yeah, you had another Final track Fantasy on Legend 3. Yeah, when they brought Sega North America, you know, didn't have the name recognition, so they, they changed the name there. And uh, they, ha- they have released... And I need to find the soundtrack. I don't actually own it, but they have this um, album called All Sounds of Saga, and it's all of the music from 1, 2, and 3, and bo- all three of those games are... Like, soundtracks are the best on the Game Boys, the best the Game Boy had to offer ever, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Cool. Bold statement. It is a bold statement, but it (laughs) is the best. Fair enough. This is from the second one in the series. It actually had a lot of remakes. There was one on the uh, DS that uh, never had an English um, release, but there is a fan translation of it that I really need to get around to at some point. But uh, I'm not going to say much about what the game's about. It's really about the player is trying to... wakes up. He's woken up in the middle of the night by his father, who is going off on some adventure. And so he like leaves out the window in the middle of the night and then the game picks up, I don't know, years later, something like that, where you're going out in search of your lost father. And I'm only mentioning that because one thing that drew me to this game was in the manual. One they, night your father left. Well, well, well <laughs> yeah. several years later, you went just out went and out found to him get, in the forest. Yeah, you went so to get went milk out, get and never yeah. came back. Exactly. Yeah. But no. they, they had... Aaron's got a very happy family story, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, it really resonated with me because my father was uh, a rebel in some like secret underground thing and he left in the middle of the night. There you go. Yeah. He also looked exactly like Indiana Jones, which is my point, was that in the manual <laughs> they had concept art for these characters. Oh, really? And for the your dad. father's character, it was a picture of Indiana Jones, <laughs> like straight up. They just, was it literally a picture of Indiana Jones? Not or? a photograph, okay. but they straight up drew a picture of Indiana Jones. Okay. Like if, if you you could find the original photo yes. that they drew from, yeah. yeah. Exactly, <laughs> like hat, whip, jacket, bag, everything. They put a mask on him just to change him. So yeah. it was like Indiana Jones holding, <laughs> holding his whip and just wearing a mask. And it like that was both hilarious and awesome to me. That It's like they just didn't care. Yeah, it's like, no. your, dad's, your dad's Indiana Jones. There yeah. you go. It's like, that's Put a mask on awesome. there so we don't get in any trouble. But <laughs> that actually <laughs> drew me to the game in the in the beginning. So um, I don't have any other notes for this one. Uh, just uh, again, that track is called "Saving the World." Final boss from Final Fantasy Legend Two.
stereo sound. Yeah. So one reason I picked it too is because Game Boy, I didn't figure was going to get a lot of love in a lot of our episodes. So yeah, and, no, it's a great and, thing. And yeah, fun. and there are really good soundtracks on the Game Boy, and the Game Boy has a unique sound in comparison to the NES. Oh man, yeah. The Game Boy sound though for me is just Pokemon. Like I hear <laughs> this and I'm like. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> I know it's not Pokemon, but the sound is Pokemon. We were just talking about Blast Processing, who does remixes of songs in the style of the Genesis sound chip. So, yeah. But, and it's not as common, but I love it when people do remixes using the Game Boy sound chip. And that said, I mean, there's a very healthy community of uh, chiptune artists who are going to Game Boy because they'll yeah. actually play off of the Game Boy hardware. I like love it. Game I Boy love was, it when they're like playing it as yeah. an instrument on stage, and it's it's only it's just the Game Boy, right? So it's yeah. just the D-pad and buttons, but they're like rocking out on this Game Boy, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So I always love to hear, and not specifically just chiptunes done on the on the Game Boy hardware, but you know, people who are actually remixing songs done in the style of Game Boy. Which I think people tend to go to the NES first and Game Boy yeah. second. So. Yeah, but the Game Boy, cool sound chip. I don't yeah. know. The Game Boy looks a lot cooler on stage than the Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know. Well, its portability is probably what made it the yeah. chip tune weapon of choice. Well, so and I know that like people developed. Um, I think people developed like custom carts that like just basically unlocked the sound chip for mm. it, so people could like you could basically compose in a graphical interface. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of crazy stuff once you dive down that chip tune. Cool. I've I've gone into YouTube and trying to. There was a time where I, uh, I thought that maybe I would try it out, and then I just saw like how com complicated <laughs> it was. Like, and this was years ago, but yeah, I just saw how complicated it was, and it quickly got gun shy and was just like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Seems which seems a little heavy. Yeah, that speaks to the people who persevered, who looked at it, saw how complicated it was, and, yeah, and stuck just with it. So. Jumped in, yeah, both feet. Good for them. Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, if we don't have anything else to say about that one, it's my turn. So we're going to, I'm going chronologically this time. Uh, so now we're from 1991 to 1992. And a game I've talked about before on this podcast, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So this is my first game, uh, as I think I've mentioned before. And this is just, the music is just called Boss. <laughs> That's actually the, the proper track name is Boss. I think I opened up uh, your folder of music for this episode and, and noticed boss, that boss, boss, boss. every single one is just called <laughs> yeah. Boss. I don't know how you're keeping that straight, but you know. yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm not sure how I'm doing it either. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, obviously developed by the Sog, uh, the Sonic Team, um, published by Sega. Uh, music, uh, the guys, the composer's name is Masato Nakamura, and uh, he was he was the same composer who composed the first game. Um, he's uh, He's. <laughs> this is cool because it's just like this is one of the only times when I've been going through this that I've found a factoid like this. And he is the bassist and lead songwriter of the J-pop band Dreams Come True. I love and that band. <laughs> it's my favorite the, of all I the had no million idea. billion J-pop bands. Yeah, you know exactly. Did Sonic. But it's it's just funny that he was a J-pop star, and then they're like, "Hey, well, you want to come uh, make the music for our game?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Huh. <laughs> um, he said, um, he said in interviews that he composed it kind of like uh, you would compose a film. Uh, so he was given uh, kind of concept art and of levels and, and tried to develop like themes around how the levels looked and what they felt like and tried. He wanted it to have like an overall feel. He didn't want it to feel very disjointed, like every level was from a different game. He wanted to feel like you could still tell you were in the same game. Um, they, he said that he was given a lot of freedom, uh, which allowed him to create and this is a direct quote, such melodic tunes and unusual rhythm patterns. Um, there's a disc um, 
that you that uh, Sega released years ago um, of the music from the first and second game, but then it also has all the music that he composed like on his own as like this is what it's going to sound like. And then now I'm going to do it on the Genesis sound chip. So but the like, original uncompressed, like, yeah. Like he basically just played instruments for yeah. it. And so it, he yeah. recorded actual, like, you know, music, yeah, music actual yeah, songs. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, uh, it's really cool. It's hmm. really cool. And it's, I, I just like, um, kind of cherry picked a few of them. The, the thing I found was like, almost all of them are slower. It's like yeah. everything. Like, I think that was like the one criticism he got back was like, it's Sonic. It's got to be fast, like because this stuff is kind of more chill, mm-hmm. and it's well, just, it was the blast processing that yeah. sped up the music, <laughs> sped right? Up the music, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and one other thing, and this kind of goes for all of my picks, but um, I can't hear this song without simultaneously in my brain hearing the sound effects that you hear, like in the game. So, like if you've ever played Sonic, like the sound of like either getting hit and all your coins exploding out or rings, like yeah, get it rings. Right. sorry rings oh god oh that's terrible <laughs> that's a say, terrible you mistake i apologize coin. to our one listener i, <laughs> I feel really bad but uh you know yeah the rings all your rings like exploding out and you're like scurrying to try and get at least one so you don't die yeah and then uh and the sound like the, of the ship kind of like it sounds like it's almost exploding every time you hit it so you go like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. i can't not hear that every time i hear this music so uh, yeah, but anyway, let's listen to Boss from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> Robotnik, depending on the game. That's the weird thing. I always knew him as Robotnik. Eggman and Robotnik, depending on the show or the game at the time. Yeah, I watched the cartoon and I thought it was Robotnik because of that. I never watched the cartoon. I think he was was Eggman in the game. Okay. I actually have to figure out which one this is. It's funny that you you accidentally called it coins because I had a friend that grew up on Sega and every time we'd play Mario, he would would say... Grab the rings and it would drive me nuts. You're like, no, you idiot. It's coins. coins. Clearly they're coins. So now I have to defend Sonic because I always defend Mario. So. Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad that I made that mistake. Yeah. Well, it would be worse if none of us corrected you, right? Yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you jumped all over me, actually, because I was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. Did you guys ever play the 
Sonic and Knuckles adapter that plugged into all the Sonic carts? I didn't own it, but I played it. Um, I think one of my friends had it. So it plugged into, specifically, it was Sonic 3 that it was okay. for. So it was uh, it added Knuckles. And it wasn't 1 and 2 then. It was just 3. I think it only worked for 3. And it's, it came out after Sonic 3, right? Because that yeah. was the whole point. Yeah, that it was they, an add-on. Like, it was like DLC back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was like the original DLC. Yeah. It was like, get get Knuckles if you buy this that cart. That was the only way I played 3. Like, as somebody who didn't with, have with Sega. With the adapter? Yeah. Okay. Because my friend, the guy that would call coins rings and rings coins, <laughs> he would uh, he had Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles. So I've only okay. played Sonic Three one way, and that was with Knuckles. With so. Knuckles, yeah. Despite only owning a Genesis in that era, I only ever owned Sonic One. Okay. I've actually oh. never played two or three. What? Yeah, it's true. Two is so good. <laughs> two is two is like Mega Man One to Two, it, like Sonic One to Two. Like it is a. It is a yeah. leap and bound ahead. I played two once in a Toys R Us at a kiosk when it first came out. Oh my God. That I should lend you two. Actually, fun story about just us. Um, so I had all my, I, Sonic was my first console, or uh, Sega was, Genesis was my first console. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was my first game. Um, had a bunch of other games. I was a stupid kid and I sold it in a garage sale <laughs> to buy more games for the N64 and I, and I, I didn't Sell have it. That? Selling your Sega for a Nintendo product? That's, that's, <laughs> I know. that's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but what were you I was saying? just going to say that's funny that that's your story because that was your first console and sold it in a garage yeah, sale yeah, yeah. is that uh, going years back, my very first console was the Atari 2600, yeah. which is the only console that I still don't own today that I own yeah. because that one got sold in a garage yeah. sale. And you know, like, the other thing is too, like, I wish Thanks I could say mom. that, like, my mom, like, forced me to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I could say that my mom was like, oh, yeah, no, you should get rid of that old thing and, like, you've got new consoles now or something like that. I can't. I can't. I distinctly remember my mom didn't force me at all. She didn't say I should sell it. I, like, came to her and I was like, hey, mom, you're having a garage sale. Will you sell this for me so I can get more money for games? I know, I know. It was so stupid. It was the dumbest thing I ever did. But the the whole reason I'm telling this story is because I want to thank Jordan Belinsky, because yeah. he, for Christmas, was it what, two, two years ago, I want to say? Maybe two years. I want to yeah. say two years ago, uh, got me a Genesis and Sonic Sonic 2. So Sonic I got two. it Yay. back, and it was like the happiest day of my and life. It was I the was same like, one you found it at a garage sale? <laughs> I bought it off this kid. And, and it was, said, Pazabon yeah. on the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, no, that was like, that was a joyous day for me, like, because I didn't know that was coming. And uh, when I unwrapped that, I was blown away. I was blown away. By so the I blast was, process. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, but, oh, uh, well, what are you, what are you playing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's the last one. So now I have to go into what I'm playing. So, uh, my, I, I'm, I apologize. I don't have, I haven't had a lot of time for games in the last month, but, uh, I've been too busy cutting podcasts, but <laughs> <laughs> too good, busy cutting podcasts about games to play games. But, um, no, the one thing that I can say that I've picked up and been playing recently and, uh, definitely going back in time, but is rock band. Actually, mm. I just got the, the rock- classic rock bands, or is there I a new one? I saw you playing uh, no. Rocksmith the other the other night. Rocksmith, I I play from time to time. Rocksmith is just um, if you don't know, Rocksmith is rock band on a real guitar, mm. um, which is something I have uh, and play around with from time to time. But uh, Rock Band Three, so the new Rock Bands, uh, Rock Band Four, and Guitar Hero Live mm-hmm. released half a year ago. Something it wasn't like that. that long ago, I think. Was it? Was, yeah, maybe yeah, half an year, six months, maybe. Yeah, six yeah, months, maybe released. But yeah. I'm actually just going back and playing uh, Rock Band Three, which was the last one of the kind of old run, and um, just going back. I don't know. I just got the itch. Mostly, what it is is that um, I got the itch to drum 
<laughs> and I just I love the drum peripheral, and I love uh, I just love playing. I'm a huge uh, Rush, the Canadian band Rush fan, and um, I downloaded all the DLC. Like they actually had a huge Rush uh, catalog for Rock Band uh, two and three, uh, and so I downloaded all the DLC. And I just like I've been listening to a lot of Rush lately, and I was like, man, it's just you know when you like you you're listening to a band, and you start like air drumming, yeah. and then I'm I'm always <laughs> going like I could be air drumming or I could just be drumming. Like I could be playing this song, so. I, I just got the itch and um, yeah, I've been going back and playing that. So Yeah, it's funny as music sort of comes up, like I had the same sort of thing happen as I was just listening to my music on random and a few tracks came up that I'd had on Rock Band, yeah. uh, Rock Band 2. And I don't own 3, I actually only own 2, but I went yeah. on this little bit of a not, kick. Not too I many people back, bought 3 actually. <laughs> I went back and I played Rock Band 2, I played uh, Lego Rock Band, and I played the Beatles Rock Band, which all, you know. I so like I, the Beatles one. The Beatles one I'm, is Beatles so it. good because it had you can the harmonize. four player harmony. Yeah. 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 Like, and it, you could connect four microphones, two guitars, and You need a lot of USB ports. <laughs> yeah, but they, they actually released with the game, they had a splitter. But it, so, it's not enough for that game. Is. You need no, even no. more. No, because, well, I guess my guitar also had ports on it. So oh. between the guitar what? one. Yeah. What, what, what version did you have? I had Rock Band. I had, for what console? For the Wii. Oh, I had the one for the uh, yeah, because your guitars were wireless then. Yeah, so yeah, because I, I had I had the one for the three sixty. Even though it was wireless, it still required a USB port to put in the receiver. Oh, you didn't I, really? Well, I, I also had the custom uh, as a gift I received. I had the uh, the Beatles. <laughs> so he's got a really weird setup. Everyone. I had the, I had the Beatles guitar. The yeah, George, yeah, yeah, George Harrison. The George Harrison yeah. guitar, and uh, so having that one, but it was a complicated setup. But I had it going all at the same time, where mm-hmm. you have. Two ports on the back of the Wii. You have uh, basically there's sort of like one is a receiver slash USB splitter. One is just a USB splitter, and then you can plug in the drums. You can plug in all four microphones and the uh, receiver. Two guitars. Guitar, yeah. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's and a lot it, of stuff. It's, it is a lot, but once when you have all of that stuff together, it is it is so good. And then Aaron finishes the game, turns it off, and then thinks about all the money he spent on peripherals and starts to weep <laughs> well, silently in his basement. You look at my plastic things, because I bought the original Guitar Hero, and I got two guitars for that. Yeah. I, I got, you know, the Beatles Rock Band guitar. I've got, like, the Guitar Hero 3 guitar. You know. Yeah. No, I know. It's yeah, a lot of the, stuff. Yeah, it's and a lot all of the microphones. We all have it. Yeah, all the microphones. And I bought microphone stands, because, like, you said you like to drum, but <laughs> no, I like I know. to play, play guitar, guitar and, and sing. sing at the yeah, same time. No, we've so, talked about this. Yeah, so I also have microphone stands on top of that. Jesus. Anyway, okay, that's even more than me. I just, <laughs> you you win the wasted money yeah, game. <laughs> I just have the DK bongos. That's all I have. Yeah, Jordan, you Jordan have is not a rock band fan. Four sets of DK bongos. You have I, two. I think I have three. Yeah. Jesus, because I I thought we played it one night. And I brought them all over. Maybe yeah, not. I think you do have yeah. two. Or, yeah. or do we or, or take one, one of yours? We might one one. Maybe one was yours. Mine, yeah. yeah. Maybe anyway. I just have two. Anyways, yeah. Plastic plastic instruments. We all have too many. <laughs> That's the moral of the story, kids. Don't waste your money on plastic instruments. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that's... And then, um, as always, I'm, I'm probably just going to stop mentioning it after this podcast, but I'm still playing Overwatch and <laughs> and very occasionally Rocket League. But this, I think that's the last time I'm going to say this because it's just you can just assume from here on out that it's a constant. Um, so yeah, that is it uh, for part two of episode eight of VGM Generations. And remember, you can always uh, tweet us at... VGM Generations on Twitter or email us at vgmgenerations at gmail.com. And now it's time to tease the contest. So if you've been listening the whole way through, here's your big payout. So we're going to tease a little more of a teaser for the added prize. So you're already getting Metroid Prime. We know that from last time. Uh, GameCube Metroid Prime. It. GameCube Metroid Prime. Yeah. Should yeah. be clear. And um, 
now, so you're getting something else. So, Aaron, what's the tease? Because Aaron's providing. <laughs> you you asked me your tease. I, I don't know. I, what can I say without giving too much away? I know it's tough. This, this one's episode. tough. It's, uh, you know, we already said in the past episode it was something from my past. It's, uh, what can I say without giving too much away? Do you want to remind, remind people where you worked? <laughs> that's just, that's giving away the whole thing, of course. But, okay, we will say that. In the past, I worked for Nintendo. Yeah. So, all right. That's all we'll say. Yeah. Because... It's going to be tough to tease this yeah. for two more episodes. But anyway. <laughs> well, I think, didn't we give away, like, the Metroid Prime one in, like, the second yeah. episode last time? It's, yeah. 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 Anyway. No, I think it was the third one, because I said it was developed by Rare, and then you're like, well, it's just Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, something Nintendo, we'll just say Something that. Nintendo. From, from my past. There you go. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you for part three. up i'm like pause bond and <laughs> hey that's my part <laughs> that's pretty good that was funny but never again <laughs> <laughs> all right god damn it it's just like at the gym all right